Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Hello, Andre. Hi, Anita. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fine. That's awesome. I know. I haven't felt so well yesterday, but we're not talking about this right now. That's right, because Aaron already knows. What? <laughs> Did you tell him? No, of course not. Okay, but, you know, just to be honest, we, we don't go to parties many times. Like, how many times do we go on to parties? Oh, so you mean that. Okay, I was thinking about something completely different. What were you talking about? No, just kidding. No, huh? we usually don't go to a party, right? Yeah, we usually don't. It's like once every four years or something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And okay, I danced a little. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. It was a long time. You had fun. I left at 2.30 or something. A.M. At night. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was so much easier when I was young. Mm -hmm. Younger. I know. To deal with little sleep and getting you know, up in the morning, well, I I noticed just, someone. I know, and my <laughs> body is just like no, no, no way. This is no more dancing queen for you. Nothing. <laughs> okay, and and that's why we're talking about discipline today. That's an awesome topic <laughs> because we can solely focus on our kids in the term of discipline and right? tell them to be disciplined. That's because... right. Don't go partying unless you are. Old, I guess. No, young. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not too soon, I not mean, too late. Yeah, just find the right window. Yeah, you gotta hit the sweet spot. Okay. Okay, this is how to teach your children about discipline. Okay, a powerful word. Children can learn to use willpower and self-discipline even if they don't always abide by the rules. How? Here are some tips to help your children. Oh. To help your children discipline themselves to complete their goals and get their jobs done. All right. See, um, we got whenever five, the, the talk two. is about self-discipline yeah. and it's about children, I immediately have to talk, uh, think about the marshmallow experiment that, that I've heard about like 50,000 times. Like okay. marshmallow, marshmallow, how many times have I heard about this experiment? That's why I suppose that everybody knows about it. Okay. Is it the one where the kid is set, kid, two kids are set? No. Just one kid is set in front of our table. Has to sit in front of one marshmallow. Yeah, for and like And they're being told, no, yeah, I don't know, 30 minutes, 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes is quite a long the, time. Yeah, whatever. Kid, they, they get minutes. a reward if they don't eat it. They get more They get sweets. a second one. Oh, wow. Yeah, they get a second Imagine one. Imagine that. For sitting for in free. front. Yes. Mm. This is not going to work today anymore. Actually, we have mentioned this before. I think we did. Yes. Mm. I think that's... So, today I... you put a mobile in front of the kid and he's allowed to play a game if he can just stare at it for 15 minutes and not do anything else. That would be the equivalent of... I don't know, but you cannot repeat it with one marshmallow. Not Getting really. a second marshmallow if you can wait that long. So that I don't know. Basically from the 1950s then. Yeah, it's like 
right at the time when sugar was invented or something like mm. that. <laughs> this is how it sounds to me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm too spoiled. That's why. You know? Okay, but we haven't done this experiment on our children. And also, I think this was done with children who were about two or three years old. They were quite young. Yeah. And I'm wondering, are these kids already, have they already been trained to be self-disciplined or not? Because, let me just tell you, we have four children and they're very different when it, in, when in relation to sugar, when having to wait for an extended period of time, how to deal with money and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can see clear differences. And it depends on the topic where one kid is more patient. disciplined or patient than the other. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm wondering, like, how much of it can be trained? And how much of it is, you know, like predisposed characteristics, genetics, personality, whatever, you know? So, but you're going to read number one, and then we're going to find out how we can train our kids to be really self-disciplined. The following are five tips that article is explaining to us. Tip number one, help them to establish a strong goal. What does your child want to do or be or be or achieve? When our children's goals come with a deadline and are strong, specific and attainable with hard work, it's easier to set a plain plan and stick to it. This sounds a lot like smart goals, you know? Yeah, but this sounds like something that you can do with a child who already has quite a lot of self-discipline. Um, yeah. Children who have strong goals, they have an ambition Like, did you have strong goals when you were younger? Except for the one where you, where you really wanted to go to a dancing school. But I mean, before that. Even that. That was not a strong goal. It was just, I want to know how to dance. And, uh. You called somebody I, and that's I, it. I turned the yellow pages back in the days, you know. I found a number. I asked them when they have practice and then I went there. And so the story goes. And also, I mean, like, Um, there was no me, sense of achievement. Me and, my, me and my siblings, we got this strong goal in front of us, even though we couldn't deal, like we didn't have any imagination about it already at that time. When our parents told us, let's save the money so you can have your driver's license later. Oh. Uh, driver's licenses are very, very expensive in Germany. Let's just say that because I think that's not... The, the case in other countries because Most other you have to have your certificate like a certain number of uh, lessons and they have to be um, signed by somebody who has yeah, just, authority just to give you a ballpark it's about $2,500 I think nowadays it might be even more I mean, that's like, like back euros, then you know yeah, you have the theory exam and then you have a practical exam so yes and you cannot be taught by somebody else like maybe you can do something on a parking spot or whatever But, uh, you have usually, to go to a licensed yes. uh, car and that's, driving school, something. Let's just say uh, it's really expensive and you cannot really make it cheaper. And so we were trying to work our way to a driver's license when we were like five years old or whatever. And then th- that's not an age where you have an idea about it if you don't even have a desire to have a driver's license. No. But having strong goals... And then it says something about hard work. And with the deadline. But this is basically That's smart goals. You know, the S. I know. But this sounds like it has to be either teenagers or young adults or something. Can you do that in management class? How to set goals? Can you do that with a kid? 
tell them have a strong goal like having like really great grades at the end of the school year or something like that or what kind of strong goal could they could you maybe improve your your math and but then yeah, again they're gonna care about that not likely <laughs> or yeah I'm just wondering what could be a strong goal be like for a little kid right we could I don't create I don't an, an answer for that we could create an artificial world mm. where they're protected from everything that includes sugar for example like they they don't ever get into contact with any kind of parties or birthday parties or um, supermarkets and anything like that where they are shielded from sugar or anything desirable like having some entertainment a TV or whatever and then you can hold that in front of them like this great goal for them maybe no <laughs> I don't know Wouldn't see that's work. it's hard I think yeah in an affluent society this is more difficult or the kid already has a personality where they are you know some kids are like that like I got motivated by having uh, like seeing the number grow on my um, savings account that was something that motivated me in a sense well, I know I'm I, weird I know where you got that from this is uh... yes but I, I still <laughs> think it wasn't like taught in a sense like that because my brother didn't care about that well my sister didn't care about that resisting to the opinions of your parents maybe that as well I don't know if it's like the obliger part in me or something like that I don't know but, but because I, I didn't get any like my parents didn't say oh that well good job great job or well done or whatever I didn't get that from them you tried to do that thing maybe. so you could get it in theory maybe I don't know um, the, the, the main question behind that I think is um This is mainly a thing for which adults have trouble with as well. Yes. So the the, the real the thought behind it is maybe get your kids to grow up faster. Right? Oh. Oh, okay, so that's a new thought. Have them behave like adults behave, where they set roles, where they do have to accomplish something, maybe at work or you know. Something like that, or the life goal, I want to climb a specific mountain, which you can do as an adult, not as a kid. Um, it leaves out, I think, or you're going to skip the part for your kid where he just can be, or he or she can just be, you know, being a kid, which is something that, that we cherish, and, and we're happy that our kids still kind of are kids. You know? No, 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 not in, into this aspect. Like, I wouldn't agree that... Really? Um, I, I don't think it's a great thing if the kids are as careless as possible. That's not my goal. I think no, um, the, the children care, part... Carefree, maybe? Yeah, carefree, but like the things that we appreciate appreciate about our children is that they don't, um, you know, they're not interested in like all the kind of videos that their peers are, are already watching or the drama that goes... Uh, with having relationships, relationships at that age already yeah. or being interested in having to fit in by buying the right stuff like clothing and certain mm. toys or whatever those kinds of things we're proud of I don't think that we're concerned with our children having to be 
as careless as possible and not to worry about the future and not to have goals or whatever. Mm. That's not what I would be proud of, you know, or happy about. Rather, the sure. first thing. But, but what would you say would be a goal that they could, you know... Actually, after? they do have some. And those are the ones that, they can, that actually work. Like... If you want to play video games on the weekend, you mm. first have to work for it. You have to collect points every single day because otherwise you're going to have to work Saturday morning, the whole Saturday morning, or even you have to sacrifice Saturday afternoon because otherwise you still have to do homework and you have to collect points and then you don't have a chance to play anymore. That's because this is something that's more tangible for them. Mm. They, um, Because those goals that are like reachable within a year or let's even say like within a few months, that's something more difficult for them. Mm-hmm. And now that they have to work for something every single week and it is like in a time frame that they can easily uh, have an imagination about, like an idea about, that is something that's more tangible and where they can actually put it into practice, you know? Yeah. And they suffer some consequences if they don't. Probably. But I know, like this big goal thing, that's difficult. I think it might work for a second, maybe. If he starts having kind of a desire for... Because he can save. He is capable of... like, And he gets motivated by having a number grow, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not the case for But it's the just, other children or not as it's much. It's not that he likes to save, he hates to spend. Yeah. That's um, no, wait, but different motivation. To, in order to save, he has to, to put in some effort and that's what he does sometimes. No, like, it's, yeah? it's the, the, the opposite. He doesn't spend. Then the result is he saves money. Wow. That at least from from my perspective, whatever. Okay. whatever I, we I think it might on, be both. But th- th- it's yeah. not something. Yeah, I saved some money. It's more like, oh no, that's too expensive. I don't want to spend my money on that. Oh. See, that's crazy, isn't it? It's um. Well, it's well, his choice. But, you know, you're going to have to look uh, and observe your children in order to find those big goals that might be ha- fun for them to achieve. Mm. And this is something, oh, yeah, I talked to somebody from our church, an mm-hmm. uh, older person, and his children are already grown up, and the youngest um, is quite unmotivated. Mm. Like, he, he doesn't even know what to do, what to study, and... He doesn't really feel like having great goals or whatever. Mm. And they they worked out a plan where they would control, like, um, they would check in on him so mm. that he actually does some work every single day because otherwise he doesn't get motivated. Like, there's even some tendency towards depression, mm-hmm. which can easily happen if you don't have any goals at that age. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I had a conversation with him and, we actually found out like yes this is more difficult in an age where you like it seems like you already have everything there is not so much um you know if you're in a society where you suffer from hunger or where things are really difficult because your parents work all day long like it may be difficult jobs and you can see how difficult life can be and you don't and you want to avoid that 
-hmm. like for your own future. You see something that you don't want to do. And that's why you want to get your grades up or I don't know, like whether it's a more difficult situation, it's easier to find a goal that's better than one than what you're experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. You want to get out of your misery, for example. Exactly. And that's something that drives you, motivates you. But if you're in a situation where you're well cared for and where you don't really suffer big horrible consequences if you're not doing anything, it's very hard to find the motivation, if, especially if you're not a an A-type personality who is like vigorous and always has goals and is sportive and whatnot. Mm. And therefore, yeah, that's not that easy. But maybe number two is going to tell us something. Well, number two. Encourage them, your kids, to find a unique and strong reason to get the job done. Why do they want to achieve this goal? When the reason is personal, palpable, and palpable, palpable. Yeah. Yes. All right. mm -hmm. and related to that passion, they are more eager to put in the work to go after that goal. Well... Pretty much like number one, yeah. you know, that's like, um, it's like, find the big why. Well, the first thing is more management, define the goal. And the second one is, um, why find do the you great want reason to behind it? it. Yeah. Yes. Why do you want, what is your motivation behind that? Um, maybe the motivation should be asked in the first place. I don't know. Go along, you know, ask at the same time. Um, But it's as difficult. I think this is easier if somebody like falls in love and then, uh, you know, needs to save some money in order to be able to visit the other person or invite them, you know, I mean, get them to have dates or whatever. But this is more like an immediate goal. It's not like this long term goal that you have to work for. Um, over a long period of time. Thing is, I don't know if that always works because sometimes you have to have goals and you have to do things that you really don't feel passionate about or in a positive yes. way, maybe the, the negative way, and you still have to get you know the job done, which again relates to an adult, by the way. This sounds very much like this is actually for adults, but let's put the word kid in it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, let's put the bit. word children in but, it. But I agree. the The first thing that goes before that, helping them to you know encourage them, is um, to find out what is encouraging to your kid. Yes. You know what is the passion your kid displays on a daily basis, or maybe weekly basis, or somehow, or just having an insight into your kids. You know what makes them tick, what makes them work. Sometimes it's. Um, Competition uh, versus the the siblings, you know, that could work. That yep. could motivate them to do either that or don't do that or you know whatever. Um, or or you really find a passion like a, like in a hobby in sports. Uh, we're still uh, checking out and see if, if that's going to work out. But you know, we still have to find the right thing for our kids. And uh, find really what drives them. I mean, that's why we 
connected the point system to their video games, you know, because this motivates them more than some other things. The, the, at know? the moment, this is the best currency they got. Yeah, but but how would you go about to find out what encourages our kids? How to find out? How can you find out? I mean, this is something where you actually have to have conversations and find out about their interests and so on, you know? And I feel like... I think things are going to change, especially when they're going to get interested in, you know, girls, girls or I boys. Something might change Somewhere. about that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then also if um, they get more influenced by others, you know, and they have certain interests or um, passions or whatever that they would like to try out as well. Yeah. Find something in it. But let me just say that I also can observe that other children that we know of, they also don't seem like to have, they also don't seem to be having one certain passion that they are working towards. Mm -hmm. Especially not at that age. I don't know, maybe this is like just rather for older children, except for the Felix, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we know somebody who does some video clips. Mm -hmm. He actually does video editing and so on. Mm -hmm. And it's And he can work on one thing for several days, mm. five hours at a time, mm. like each session. Crazy. He puts in a lot of effort. He's very focused in that area. Yes. Mm. That's right. And this is something where, like, but, but this is atypical, is it? Isn't it? I don't know. For kids that have a passion, maybe, yes, it is. I mean, I, that age, we don't know many kids like that. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's... I mean, one thing that, that really interests me is how can we find out what our kids' true passion is going to be, you know, what what's going to like. Is it just video games? Because I think that's kind of selling it short. It's got to be more. Um, is it maybe drawing uh, to some extent? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like know. our second is very creative. Um, but, uh, Have you seen his last work also, like the, the bigger project that he's working the comic? on? No, no. It's really well done. Mm -hmm. and, oh, actually, and he works for many hours at a time as well. Mm. And in a course of several days. This is weird. He used to have a big goal. I'm just thinking of right now. Yeah. When he wrote the story for your for mm. your father, yeah. you know? That's right. And that was a, like, he wrote a real book, which was very difficult for him at that age because mm. he's not that great at reading and so on. And writing. Yeah, so it took a long time. It, like he really worked on this weeks, weeks yeah, many weeks, <laughs> and he drew pictures with, with it. With the story, and, and then about we 30 actually, pages, right? It, yeah, when we typed it, like yeah. it was like 150 pages or something in his big in his, handwriting. <laughs> okay. And then I typed it, mm -hmm. like he read it to me while I typed it, and then we had this PDF format book. Mm -hmm. um, which we actually gave as a present. And that was something that he was pretty proud of as well, I think. Yeah, because sure. it took him a long time. See, and I mean, he, we know some things about him, but the other children is more difficult, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so we, we still have to observe and see. And I don't know what, what age you can um, definitely say, well, this is going to be his or her passion. Yeah. It's Maybe it's but but I, I keep hearing this, especially when the kids, they have to do their a practical week in some uh, company most kids have no idea what to do like I, I also spoke to the 
um, mother of mm-hmm. the boy where our son went to mm-hmm. just recently, most kids didn't know anything. Like they were just kind of asking their parents, what shall I do? What should I do? Mm-hmm. And that's what they did, you know, because it's just for a week or two weeks or whatever. Two weeks, yeah. mm-hmm. And, but like her daughter, she was like one of the few kids who actually knew what she wanted to do. And then it's something extra extravagant or mm-hmm. how do you say that? Yeah. She, she worked at a funeral sure. home, mm-hmm. like where you prepare, um, the dead, the dead. Mm-hmm. How do you say Leiche? The dead. Corpse, corpses. The corpses as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she enjoyed that. Quite interesting. Something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not for everyone's taste, but yeah. Yeah, and our children, they don't know yet. Mm-hmm. All right, number three. Shall I read? Yes. Support them, the, your kids, in getting the job done, again with the job, independently. Okay. This is not your goal. Your children must establish the pace and adhere to the plan if they are to achieve the goal. Ask how you can support them, but allow them to take the lead and make this process their own. See, coming back from my first point, this again... This is for grown-ups. Yes, pretty much, right? (laughs) Or maybe like like teenagers, like 16 years old or something. But even then... um, See, this is something that I so love. I told you about the four tendencies from Gretchen Rubin, you know, of about course. the the mm-hmm. obligers, uh, the um, yeah. the rebel, and so I, on. You I know, the four tendencies, like four different types of people, people of character, mm-hmm. and most are obligers. That's why it doesn't work. If you are asking the students in a school, please do this homework, and you don't check on them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a long time when they will quit doing the homework. Hmm. If it doesn't get checked, mm-hmm. it will not get done, you know? And with um, kids at that age, and especially if you still want to teach how to set goals, mm-hmm. and you're not checking in on them, you're not... That's... Yeah, well, it's the it, same with uh, every every project. You know, I do a lot of project management in my company, and uh, you have set goals, you've got milestones, and the whole, you know, shebang, whatever. And um, there's always a steering committee, you know, that you have to report to maybe every two weeks, maybe every four weeks, depending on the size of the project. And then they'll ask you, well, why is your traffic light yellow or red, you know, whenever the project is um, in danger of, of, I don't know, uh, not finishing a time. Okay. So, um I don't know for kids this is so and and I've told you that I'm more of a what's it called I'm not a questioner I'm a of course this is the one <laughs> part that is cut off so you don't know who you are I, let me get this right right I, I keep forgetting that word that's <laughs> oh, horrible where is it upholder I'm an upholder. You you know, like I would set a goal and I would actually check on myself. Like my my parents didn't have to check in on me because I got motivated by, you know, not wanting to write bad grades, for example, or you know, and I. And this is and this is why this kind of thing it works on certain kids, it works on certain characters, but on certain other kids it doesn't. You know, that's why I'm doing my sports without anybody having to ask me to do it, you know. It's 
because you my goal, like and that. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm yeah. just work because, differently here. And here it comes. You are a disciplined person. Um, now all those points we heard are about some kind of a job, you know, some yeah, every well, every point they, is re referencing to a job. Yeah, well, I don't need. I don't think they mean a profession like that kind of job. Doesn't matter, but it's very job specific. So I don't know if you can break this down on kids or not. Uh, the The point behind all this is discipline. Yes. But so, this is not going to teach them discipline. No. This is like, this works on a disciplined kid. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's basically structure. Structure to show discipline, maybe, to make discipline visible. Because, yes, I can follow the plan. Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. passion about the job. And, yes, I'm making progress in regards to my milestone to achieve the project, uh, XYZ, whatever. And then and, by uh, that, you yeah. can show them that they actually have discipline already. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, but, but you just gave them some them. milestones to follow. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. yeah. Number four. Yeah. Applaud their discipline when you see it. Mm. It takes great willpower to block out distractions, buckle down and work. Work. <laughs> when you see that your children have used discipline and found progress, acknowledge it. When people feel proud of their progress and attribute their success to discipline, they're more likely to use discipline and keep on going. See, um... Your parents, they're quite disciplined in certain areas. I guess so. Yeah, I would say that. Like, when it comes to cleanliness or to get the, the appearance right, oh, right, to look really perfect mm -hmm. in every situation and stuff like that, and to get the lawn done that it looks great to the neighborhood and so on. I don't know, those kinds of things, right? And to be on time, those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. And I'd say... The one point, the being on time, that's something that really took root in your life. Yep. Have you ever been very much disappointed by others when they weren't on time? Was there some other reason as well? Um, Or do you really attribute it solely to your parents? I basically get annoyed by people being late, but not in our... It's not like I'm thinking about it, or I'm, I'm I'll keep that inside of me, or something. I it's the same thing with birth birthdays. You know, whenever anyone forgets my birthday, I'm absolutely not insulted. I'm not even mad. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't, you know, remember that kind of thing because okay. I'm, I'm myself. I'm terribly with birthdays. So whenever somebody's late on me, I'm annoyed at that moment, but I'm not gonna remember that for the next let's say 20 minutes or so you know, I already forgot that's basically how I work but I for myself I think it's really important to be on time um, yeah because of how I was raised and that it just shows some kind of respect and commitment yeah but that's an interesting one you 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 don't like you don't hold yourself to the same standard when it comes to remembering somebody's birthday mm -hmm. but when it comes to being on time, you do. They have two different sets of standards. Like one for yourself, yeah. another one for, for others. True. Um, yeah, but actually what I wanted to know, to say is that the whole thing of orderly, orderliness and cleanliness and how do you appear to others and stuff like that mm. and being disciplined about, um, I don't know, like uh, keeping your nails short and the clothing super clean and those kinds of things. 
that's where you are probably not the most disciplined person. That's right. And do and you think that your parents could have done anything differently so you would be like that? No. No, not really. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's because it's personality. And, and I still wear shirts where there are little holes in it, and I don't care because it's kind of my way of saying it's You don't want to say goodbye to those shirts. I mean, they, have, well, they, they have, have reached the, their have final day a long time ago. Emotional value to me, you know. <laughs> I know. And some even intense emotional value, for my dad. And um, it's, it's just my way to not conform with the aesthetics of uh, this is how you are supposed to dress in 2019, you know? But I think most people aren't. Aren't what? I, like, I'm wondering... There, there is some women I know, they are, they are getting older and they keep dressing as if they still want to be 21 or something like that. Sure, happens. Okay, that happens. But that's not the majority. And I feel like most people, they stop caring about fashion, like about having to change as much as possible whenever a new trend arises. Um, once they're grown-ups, you know, like in your teenage years, your young adult years, that's when it matters far more. Yeah. And after that, like, Some I have to speak about guys. Because okay. I think men, they yeah. don't care so much about the new trends, do they? I never, I can tell from myself, I never cared about that. Never, ever. I know. I had my own kind of style you know I I, I I wore wests with band patches on them your mother had to suffer that's, I know that's right but um, I enjoyed that you know showing people what kind of music I like because I identified way more over music uh, than over clothes clothing clothes yeah and the clothes they expressed in music as well yeah yeah exactly that was the whole point of wearing clothes you know to show everyone how cool my dance <laughs> Basically, this this is something that doesn't matter to me at all. You know? Yeah, I know, I know, and that's why we're so great. To, yeah. you know, but, because yeah, you but, don't care about my band shirts, and that's a good thing. But I also don't care so much about clothes. I mean, yeah, me neither. Like I have the smallest yeah. cupboard wardrobe mm -hmm. from of everyone I know. Okay, in a sense, you, you, like except for you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, except for you. I think. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's okay. We don't yeah. emphasize on clothes, and then our Not kids much. don't either. It has so to be comfortable. Far. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I go with so, that. Okay, now we're talking about yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's just say um, I would recommend that book from Gretchen Rubin mm. because she talks about the four different types of personalities there is, and she found out most people they're not the kind of people who are self-directed, who don't need any checkups in between, who have that one goal and then work their way onto it, you know? Mm. Most people need some accountability. That's that's it. I mean, this, but I, I very much also like how she talks about it. I mean, she doesn't like look down upon it or something and says those are lesser people because they need some uh, ways how to be checked on, you know, mm. because they have their other strengths. Mm. Because they actually care about other people and they um they they often take more interest in other people and so on I think there's some some other stronger side to them as well mm. and that's why she encourages people to instead of 
um, beating down upon themselves because they're not disciplined enough. Um, instead, that they would find some ways of how to be accountable to others. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be fit, more fit, whatever, then find a way of how to incorporate it into a group activity um, where the people actually ask and and they're actually counting on you or where you have to pay or whatever. Like where there are some other ways of account- accountability so that they would actually do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I appreciate about that book because this is something, this is all the stuff that works on certain people, but it's by far not the majority. Well, point number four was applaud your discipline when you see it. Yeah, that's what I um, read. Did yeah, I, I know. Um, I'm just saying um, you should applaud any good behavior that you see in yes. your kid and uh, applaud it. Encourage it. Um, yeah, and encourage what you want to have more of. Mm-hmm. And this is this is also true for when working with colleagues and so on. I mean, this is something mm-hmm. that always relates to your work environment as well. Yeah. All right. And the last point, number five, help them, your kids, to make the change incrementally. I'm talking about milestones again. Well, the point says, goals are not often achieved in a day. Help your children break their goals down into easy chunks, milestones. Benchmarks convert long-term goals into a series of short-term goals, which can be much easier to face each day. Well, that was excellent management speak. And um, yeah, do when you do a project, you know, put in milestones and show each and every milestone when it is achieved, you know, so you can measure your progress. This is what you do at work. This is what you can't do with kids. I'm pretty sure this, of that. Actually, this shouldn't be called how to teach them self-discipline. This it is has, like goal setting 101. Yeah, it has nothing to do with discipline. This is project management. I mean, this is how you can show that you already have discipline. That's what we have been talking about before. Maybe, yeah. But, but it's, it's not how to... F- Get discipline into your life. Oh, by the way, this is something that I'm going to have to tell you now. Um, Because I've heard this uh, from certain um, scientists who have done experiments on rats. Oh, and also other stuff, you know. No, No, but actually what they found out, like Mm -hmm. this one guy uh, who also did many studies uh, um, about parenting and so on. Mm. And he found out that in... Households where the kids had enough um, tobit side, uh, where, where they would fooling around time, fooling around. Oh, there With is the another thought. expression. I keep forgetting about it. Like what it's called when uh, physical activity. No, when the dad plays a rough and tumble, rough and tumble, something like that. All right, we go. Rough and tumble. When you throw your kids around and, and punch and them you, in the face. Oh well, not the face, but the shoulder. Punching. Mm. Yes, I do even some punching or head stands and whatever those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. When the dad does more of that, mm-hmm. they have more self-discipline. How does that translate? I don't know. Like he had like this and how theory. Would you relate that to. Rats. I don't. Yeah, there's another experiment, but I'm not going to go into this oh, right now okay. because there there's also like even some rules that rats follow. By the way, like if a bigger rat um, plays with a smaller rat and the smaller rat keeps uh, losing in that game, it wouldn't keep playing. So the bigger rat knows that he has to let the little one um, win 
a certain amount of time, mm -hmm. like they're teaching each other certain behavior as well. I don't know what kind of game that is. I I haven't seen the, the experiment. I would like to see it because so I would know what kind of games are rats doing. I don't know. Like and I'm the bigger rat here, so I let you win. What? Yeah, but that's something about Rook they have to learn three. when playing rough and tumble. There are certain things that they have to abide by certain rules. They already know that they cannot bite aggressively or whatever. There are certain things that are out of limit, you yeah. know? Yeah. So they, they have to learn how to play that it's not too easy, too, too boring. Mm -hmm. It has to be rough enough, but mm -hmm. not too rough as I know, I know, I remember certain times when you would say like this is too much. I mean, you can do this, but not into the eye or whatever. Yeah, there were certain not rules, the face. you know? Yeah, exactly. And this is something where the kid can learn something about yeah. discipline, like where they have to hold back, where they have to um, control their impulses and so yeah, on. Yeah, but that is more like, like physical discipline, you know, where you have to restrain but, yourself. But kids, everything is related to everything else. And, yeah, maybe. Okay. And I think kids who cannot even withhold themselves when playing physically mm. probably have more problems they do. when it's about other topics, they you know? Yeah. And do. that's why I think it sounds reasonable. Yeah, it does. And this is something that's more, let me say, this would be a better point um, to come up with with this headline, you mm. know, instead of teaching a kid how to set a, be a goal like manager. A, yeah, how to set goals like a project manager or at least project management. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if we could teach anything today. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, we discuss. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know how it is, and uh, those were five points that were more on the loss or losing side, I guess. But what I like when we talk about these things, even though if we're not teaching anything or if it's just us conversing, it's we talk about our situation right now. And yeah. usually, I mean, that's all we got, up. right? Yes. <laughs> so we're an experiment of uh, six people in some in a controlled or less controlled environment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for listening and yeah. for setting your next projects with great enthusiasm. Thanks, Aaron, and have a good night. Goodbye. Bye-bye.